this is one of the, the, the favorite benefits of the blood of Jesus Christ that I want to share with you. It's the benefits of all records of our sins discarded. Every record of our sins discarded. Okay. So this is one particular one that Satan doesn't want believers to know. This one particular one that believers are struggling with. But it is the truth and it's from the Bible and it's from Jesus Christ. And it's taken from the book of Colossians chapter 2 verse 14, Matthew 22, 29, and Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. Okay, so one of the, the benefits of the, the, the death and the blood of Christ is that all records of sins are discarded. So let me read Colossians 2, 14. It says that all, it says he canceled the record of the charges against us and he took the record away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual ruler and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. And it's what Colossians tells us. It says he disarmed the spiritual ruler and authorities. So it's just like a policeman comes to you and he has a gun, he's ready to shoot. And then somebody out of nowhere just comes to take the gun away from the policeman. The policeman has been disarmed. He can't shoot. Do you understand? Or even if a robber wants to come and kill you and he has a gun in his hand or a pistol in his hand and somebody out of nowhere is able to take the pistol from his hand, he can't do anything until he has been disarmed. In that way, you can even pounce on him and do whatever you want to do with him if you have the strength. Or you can even just get up and run away. Do you understand? So um, Jesus Christ has disarmed the ruler and authorities and he has shamed them. In that way, it's like... Even though they want to do something to you, they can do nothing to you because they don't have the, the arms, they don't have the weapons to use against you. So they have been disarmed. So now they are ashamed. What can they do? Even if they want to hurt you, they don't have the weapons. You understand? Now it's, it's, it's like when a lawyer has no evidence to prove his charges, how sure is his word? When you are, when you are, when you are someone before a court, you stand before the judge and then a lawyer comes and sees that you have done this you have done that, you have done that. The judge will ask, okay, so where is the evidence? Do you understand where is the evidence? Now, Jesus Christ, he took the record of all the charges. He took the record of all the evidences. He took the, 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 the evidence of all our sins. He took them all and then he took them to his cross. And then he went to nail all of the evidences there. Do you understand? So there is, there, there, there is no charge. So when the judge asks the lawyer, please, where is your evidence? He doesn't have any evidence because Jesus Christ has taken, Jesus Christ has gone to nail that evidence to the cross. Okay. So when Satan goes to God and he accuses of a particular crime, he needs to prove that what he's saying is true. It is not a matter of mere talk before the judge of the world. He needs to prove it. Now somebody will ask that that is the case. How come he's still doing all that blah, blah. Okay. So I explain to you. Now, when Jesus died, he used his blood to erase all the evil activities that warrant punishment. So, any sin that you will do that will, 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 will call for or attract for punishment, the blood has swept it away. Jesus cancelled every record of our wrongdoing. He took it away with him on the cross so that all the charges of our lifetime were nailed to the cross with him. As surely as Jesus Christ was nailed on the cross, there exists no sin record. Now look at this. The devil knows this. The devil knows that there is no record of sin. But he also knows that most Christians do not know this. 
Look at this. The devil knows there is no record, but he also knows that Christians do not know that there is no record or there is no evidence. So what he does is that when he presents you before God and he starts talking about all the bad, bad things, it is because you don't know, you become ashamed. You start feeling guilty. You start bowing your head. So it is, it is, it is your appearance before the judge that makes the devil, the devil's work or the devil's word become true. Do you understand? For instance, somebody comes to tell me that you stole my pen. And I ask, what evidence does the person have? There are no pictures, there's nothing. But all of a sudden, you start crying. Or you start telling me, I'm sorry. Or you start bowing your head. I guess not that, ah, then it's true. He actually did that. Do you understand? So that is what Satan does. He, 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 he's an ancient being. He's been there ever since. He knows the ways of men. So he uses psychology. He uses tricks. He uses lies. The Bible says that he's, he, he, he deceives men from the beginning. He has been deceiving men. So that's what he does. Because he knows you do not know that there's no evidence against you. He will use lies and deception. And then when he comes and then he, 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 starts, he starts bringing you pictures. Bad. Th those things he did in the past. He starts presenting them to you. And you start feeling bad. Meanwhile, God has already forgiven you through the blood of Jesus Christ. So you don't even have to listen to Satan. You don't have to believe it when he brings those bad, bad pictures to you. Those pictures only exist in your head. You only remember them. But before God and, and by his word, he's telling you that he doesn't have the evidence. You see, the blood covenant that he has with us, the new blood covenant says that I will bear no record of your sin. Your sins, I will remember them no more. And when God says that he will remember them, it means he will not remember them. So you can't, nobody can remind God of the sins you committed in the past. Nobody can remind him because he seeks in his weather. I will not remember. And God does not lie. He will not remember. So when Satan goes to him and Satan starts charging you before him, he has done this, he has done that, he has done this. God is asking, Satan, where is your evidence? So it's up to you to prove Satan right or wrong. So if you also start, start crying or you start feeling bad or start feeling guilty about something that you did long time ago that is past and you know that God has already forgiven you, you start feeling guilty about it today. Oh, you've lost your chance. You've lost the case already. That is how Satan is. So that is what he, he uses ignorance from the past of Christians to tie us down, to bring us back, begin to think that God hasn't forgiven you and God is still punishing you for whatever you are going through. No, no, I told you in our previous lesson that God doesn't punish us for our sins. That when we go through things, there are trials and temptations that we're supposed to surmount and gain confidence, you know, and strengthen our spirits for us to know things, to become better and bigger in the future. Those things are not punishments from God. God doesn't punish Christians. He doesn't punish believers because we have already been washed by the blood of the Lamb. You understand? So Jesus Christ has disarmed um, these rulers of authorities by taking away their weapons. Okay? And, and this can be like take away the gun, like I said. Okay? So the kingdom of darkness has nothing against you both in their kingdom and before God. They have nothing. There's nothing. They don't have anything against you. All the things you went to do in the past, let's say they took pictures, whatever they took, it doesn't exist. It's not in their kingdom. It is, it is only in your mind. You have the memory of them. But when you're able to tell yourself that Jesus Christ has taken away that evidence, so you know that you remember them, but Satan doesn't have them. He can't come to your mind and come and take the evidence from your mind. Nobody does that. Nobody can come to your mind and come and take that evidence from your mind because somebody has already paid for it already. Do you understand? So the sins you committed, Jesus Christ has paid for them. 
okay heaven has no record of your of your wrongs this one only comes to remind you of your past so when he comes let me tell you something when he comes rebuke him he's a being he can talk he can speak and he can hear when he speaks to you when he presents pictures to you rebuke him the name of Jesus and say get out of of, of, of my mind says and you have no evidence against you were a liar i rebuke you in the name of jesus christ and he'll keep quiet and then he will go in that way you have already overcome him okay so don't get sad don't get guilty at any point in time you, you, you have your life to christ you are you are fine you're happy all of a sudden somebody starts talking about something from the past start feeling guilty ah no don't do that to yourself don't do that to yourself at all. Don't sentence yourself to any imprisonment term. Okay, don't do that. And the Bible says that um, Jesus Christ has already paid for our sins. The rulers of this world um, all conspired. They conspired and then they killed Jesus Christ. Who gladly accepted this because he knew what he was doing. You see, the Bible, the Bible tells us that had they known the consequences of their actions, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they knew what they were doing, eh, they wouldn't have killed Jesus. They didn't know that Jesus was taking uh, charges with him to kneel them to the cross. They didn't see a lot of things Jesus did on the cross. They didn't know so many things. You see, through their death, eh, Jesus did so many, many things. They didn't know he was going to do. If they had known all these things, they wouldn't have killed that man. You see, um, they had no idea there were so many goodies in the scheme that, like in the shame, sorry, that they planned for Jesus Christ. The whole crucifixion thing was a setup, which Satan fell for. It was God who had already planned this. God ordained that his lamp should be sacrificed for us to take away all our sins. But Satan and his cohorts had no idea what exactly the lamp was going to do. You see, as selfish as they are, they took pride in in in, in killing another man. You know, let's let let's let's hate God. Let's let's let let us break God's heart. Let's kill another one of His creations. Let's destroy His creations. Let's bring shame. That was all they were concentrating on. They didn't think about the after effects or the aftermath of what they were doing. They had no idea of the things that God had planned in the death of Jesus. Christ. They didn't know exactly what Jesus was going to do on the cross. So all they did was just kill him and think they had won. But they didn't know that Jesus Christ was rather the one who had won. The Bible tells us that when, when they got to know this, they really, really regretted. That's what the Bible tells us. So Satan is already a defeated foe. Okay. He knows that, but what keeps him going is our lack of knowledge, which results in fear and doubt. You see, he thrives on our ignorance. He thrives on our fear. He thrives on our doubts. You see, Doubt is to, is to disbelieve what God God tells you that I will do this for you. You start doubting. Can God really do this for me? Hey, but I'm bad. Oh. Can God do this for me? I'm a sinner. Oh. Can God do this for me? We start doing all these things. Satan thrives on them. And another thing is fear. Anytime you are afraid of something, Satan begins to thrive on it. And he becomes bigger in, in your life. The way when you praise God, God becomes bigger. The same way when you become afraid, Satan becomes bigger in your life. Okay, so the Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. Christians suffer many times because they do not know what they have. Okay, and Satan keeps Christians from knowing this by not allowing them to search the scriptures to know their possessions or the inheritance that is that, that God has given to them. See, Christians have many Christians have time to do many things, but they don't have time to spend reading their Bible. They don't have time to pray. See, when you read the Bible and then you ask questions, you pray, you get to know so many things in the Bible because Satan wants to keep you from knowing all the good things God has prepared for you or the inheritance God has left for you. He will not allow you to read the Bible. You can do it. You get time to, to watch a movie three hours. You watch series the whole day. 
when you wake up your Bible, you start sleeping. That is what Satan does because he knows what is in the Bible. He knows that when you pick the Bible, there's something you'll get to know, and that will disarm him. Okay, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. But when you have knowledge, you have power. Okay, the knowledge you have is the power you have over the devil. But because he's afraid of the power that you get over him, he will keep you from doing all the good things and allow you to do all the bad, bad things that will not bring you um much um gain or not necessarily bad, but things that will not bring you much gain. That is how Satan works. You understand? The Bible is it's a will that Jesus Christ has left for us. When he died, he left the will for us. Your possessions are in the thing. Your houses, your cars, all your blessings, they are in the Bible. Open your Bible and then read them. Okay, that is why I give you scriptures as well. So that as you read the scriptures, you also listen to me. And then you will understand what is in the scriptures. You understand? Okay, but when you don't read the will, you'll be able to, to know and take your possession. And Satan will continue to deceive us while we languish in poverty in the land flowing with milk and honey. Okay, so get to know the truth and the truth will set you free. Okay, just so the Sadducees that people, you, you make mistakes, you err because you do not know the scriptures also we need to renew our minds as we grow some of us and what we learned as children cannot be applied in our adult lives to maximum success in the process of life we learn okay then when we learn then later we unlearn some of the things we have learned and then we will learn other things okay most people learn in sunday school like if you do good you enter god's kingdom and when you do bad you will go to hell in our going through this we have also learned to, we learn to understand this scripture is not true. It's not like that. It's not like when you do good, you go to heaven. When you do bad, you go to hell. It's not like that. Hebrews 12 2 says that we should not copy the behaviors and customs of the world, but rather we should allow God to transform us, allow God to transform us into new persons by changing the way we think. Okay, so God transforms us through His Word so that when we read His Word, we must be open-minded to accept what God says. When, when Christians confess that we are new creations and the old things have passed away, it is not the bodies that are being transferred. Sorry, the bodies that, that are being tra transformed. The bodies still remain the same short person. They are still tall, they are still slim, they are still fat, you understand? But we are renewed into new creations only when our thoughts patterns change from our old patterns into God's patterns, okay? So we are renewed into new creations. When we think like God, that's how we become a new creation. It is your thinking that makes you a new creation, not your body. Your body does not change. A new creation means that your whole, your whole thoughts have, have, your, the thought pattern has changed from what it used to be. You are thinking like God now, okay? So this is the mind, that is the mind um, um, that, that, that will be able to accept what God says and appreciates it, okay? In order to be that new creatures God desires us to be, the mind has to be in a certain state to approve God's perfect will and not doubt all his goodness. The scenario presented right now is that, let me present a scenario, okay? You see, when, when somebody is gifted with a beautiful house, okay, or I give you a very beautiful house, you're not able to access it because you believe that I giving the house to you, I cannot afford the house or maybe I am poor. Oh, no, no, no. Irene cannot give you such a house because Irene is not rich. She can't give such a house, okay? And then you leave the house. Then you don't take it because you think that I am poor. So although I have, I have given you the keys, your own belief will leave you homeless. I have given you the, the beautiful house. I have given you the keys. And because you don't believe that I can build you a house, you don't believe that the house is for you. So you left the keys there. And you are still roaming the streets of Accra looking for a house to live in. That is just how Christians are. Okay, it's like it sounds too good to be true to us, 
but that is how god is god is actually a loving god okay that is how much he loves us this this is his word and it is true we need to believe his word as it is don't think that mm, it is not possible that god will do this for me as for me i am too bad as for me i am too evil god can't do this for me no god loves you more than you actually believe he loves more than you actually think just just believe what he says in his word and move on use it okay these little little doubts are the things that satan thrives on to destroy us okay the truth is that you see it's like we have been exposed to so much wickedness in this world that our minds cannot freely accept good things when they come but things are true god is real god is true you understand the truth is that god has no record of what is presenting what the devil is presenting to him as far as god is concerned his son was punished for what we did and 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 he nailed all the proof of the cross to which he was crucified so we are already righteous because we believe in his son's actions for us so this time Satan comes to you and presents you those bad bad pictures and bad bad thoughts look rebuke him laugh at him laugh at him and tell him that tell him that you have those you have that evidence you have those pictures but ask him whether he has it and tell that if he has it to god ask him if god even has it nobody has it only is it's only in your head the memories of the past that you know you won't do again memories that you are ashamed of memories that you have re repented of so if he brings those things to you he has nothing he looks like he has been disarmed and god made them god has made them ashamed they are shameful pieces of things that are lying there so don't let the devil make you become afraid or make you become um doctor of god's word no 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 we as children of god we need to when we go through diverse trials and temptation we must know that it is not god who is punishing us but rather you see this text as as a trial of our faith to build our confidence okay build our endurance build our character and the confidence of our salvation tell tell satan that it is not true god is not punishing me god has no record of any sin against me. so god will not punish god is a very fair and just god he won't punish me for something i have not done i haven't done anything there is no record of anything against me jesus came to die for all my sins so i am free i am righteous i'm a righteous person i'm a holy person so whatever i'm going through now it is not god who's punishing me but god is making me go through a test so that he can he can test how how and um, um, endurance um, i can be how enduring i can be he can test my confidence he can test my hope of salvation god is making me go through this so that he can see and um, how good i can be okay god loves us so much and has declared us right in his sight if ever you doubt god's word ask yourself was abraham's sweet for isaac a punishment from god was god punishing abraham when god prolonged um isaac's birth no god wasn't punishing him because even before then god had declared abraham righteous already the bible says that abraham believed in god and god accounted unto him righteousness so god declared abraham righteous after that isaac's birth was delayed doesn't mean that god was punishing him no so when you are going through transcendence, you don't think that God is punishing you. You already declared righteous. You don't have any problem with God. You don't have any issue with God. When you go through trials, it is rather a build-up of your faith. The Bible says that God was testing Abraham. God was testing Abraham's faith. And when Abraham passed, look at the blessing that God blessed him with. Jonathan. So don't let Satan come in to destroy your faith with God. Move on. Every day should be a step closer to Jesus Christ. Every day should be a step closer to the fulfillment of your destiny. Every day should be a step, a step away, a step further away. <clears throat> 
from Satan and all his deception. Don't let him come into your life. Take him out of it. Rebuke him. Speak to him. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave me alone. He will go. He can hear you. When he say it, he will go. He will leave your thoughts. He will leave your mind. So you can save your Christ alone by yourself. Please read the text. Okay. I just gave um, a summary. So read the text and understand it better. And you can come back to me. Okay. So thank you very much for listening. This is what Satan doesn't want you to know, but Jesus wants you to know. This is your inheritance from God. Satan has nothing against you. Nobody has anything against you. You are free. You are righteous. You are holy. In Jesus' name, amen.